mistakes are made. There are human beings involved in each aspect of the game. Players playing, coaches coaching, officials officiating, table personnel doing their jobs. They are human beings. Mistakes are made. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Basketball Rules Expert Podcast. The podcast where we take National Federation of Rules off of the printed page. We breathe life into them. Simplify, clarify, amplify, and give them back to you in an audio format so that you can take them with you on the basketball court where it is most important. Greetings, everyone. My name is Greg Austin with TheBetterOfficial.com. I've been a high school basketball official for over a decade, and I'm a basketball rules expert. This show is all about helping you on your journey to becoming a basketball rules expert as well. Special shout out today to show supporters, Daniel Huffman, Robert Adams, Peter Ha, and super supporter John Terzer with the Maui Association of Hawaii Basketball Officials. Much appreciated and much love. If you want to be a supporter of the show, you can always buy us a coffee. There's a link in the show notes below. All right, we're getting started today with questions from the question deck. What are we looking for? We're looking for the answers for the questions. We're looking for rules support for those answers. Also underlying definitions, fundamentals, and concepts so that we have a stronger breadth of understanding of National Federation of High School Rules. Let's get started with our first question. Question. Today we're drawing from the question deck, looking at questions, trying to find the rules support for those questions, any definitions we can have, but also underlying principles and concepts so that we have a super strong understanding, breadth of understanding of National Federation of High School Rules. Let's get started with our first question. Question. Two minutes into overtime, the scorer tells the officials that a scoring error had been made in the fourth period. Team A wasn't correctly awarded a point and should have been ahead at the end of regulation. What shall the officials do? A. Do not add one point to Team A's score. It's too late to correct. B. Add the point to Team A and resume playing in overtime. C. Replay the overtime period from the beginning. D. Stop play immediately and declare Team A the winner, as the overtime should not have started. Okay, it's a sticky situation. This is not obviously not a common scenario, but we're into overtime. Scorer informs the officials that a mistake had been made in the fourth period. A point should have been awarded to one of the teams. If it had been properly awarded, there would be no overtime. There would have been a winner at the end of regulation. How do we handle this situation? Answer A, don't add a point. It's too late to correct. This is not a correctable error situation. This is a bookkeeping error. Points were properly scored, but 
in transcribing the results of what happened on the court, a point was failed to be awarded in the scorebook. So this is not a correctable error situation, which means the correctable errors uh, restrictions do not apply. Add the point to team A and resume play in overtime. This sounds like a good solution. Let's look at the others. Replay the overtime period from the beginning. We have no authority to do that whatsoever. Stop play immediately and declare Team A the winner as the overtime should not have started. That makes sense logically. Let's also understand that problems like this and situations like this occur in the game. They occur at all levels of basketball. That The rules then say, okay, since they occur, we need to create, we need to define how to handle these situations. Mistakes are made. There are human beings involved in each aspect of the game. Players playing, coaches coaching, officials officiating, table personnel doing their jobs. They are human beings. Mistakes are made. So we just need to know how to properly handle when mistakes are made. So in this instance, we're going to take a look at rule 5-7-4. Once the ball becomes live in the extra period, it will be played even though a correction in the fourth quarter score is made. So once we've begun the overtime period, there's nothing you're going to say about, wait, the score was wrong at the end of overtime or at the end of regulation. Or one of the players had fouled out and they've been playing in uh, regulation. Or the team was out of timeouts or, or any scenario, right? Once we've started the overtime period, we will play the overtime period by rule. So we're going to go and we're going to make the correction to our bookkeeping error that occurred in the scorebook. We will add the point to team A and we will resume playing in overtime with that point added. It's as simple as that. So our correct answer is B, add the point to Team A, and resume play in overtime. Question. After A1 terminates their dribble, which of these things may A1 bounce the ball off of and then go recover the ball and legally begin another dribble? A, Team B's backboard. B, player A2. C, an official on the court. Or D, none of the above. All right, just to clarify what we have here, we have a player who's legally dribbling the basketball. They terminate their dribble, pick up their dribble. And what, which of these actions can they perform and then legally dribble again. Opponent's backboard, teammate, official on the court. Which can they bounce those off or none of the above? Let's take a look at Rule 4, Section 4, Article 4. A ball which touches a player or an official is the same as the ball touching the floor at that individual's location. So, and a player or an official is the same, it contacts them, it's the same as the ball touching the floor. 
A ball which touches the front faces or the edges of a backboard is treated the same as touching the floor in bounds. If the ball contacts the backboard, it is considered to have contacted the floor by rule. So, if a player legally dribbles, terminates their dribble, throws the ball off the backboard, and then retrieves the basketball, they have essentially dribbled the ball, terminated their dribble, bounced the ball on the floor, and picked up the basketball. This is a violation. This action would be considered an illegal dribble by rule. Rule 9, Section 5. A player must not dribble a second time after his or her first dribble has ended unless it is after she he or she has lost control because of a try for goal, a touch by an opponent, opponent dislodges the ball, a pass or fumble which has then touched or been touched by another player. The player terminates, they fake a pass, the ball, uh, they fumble the ball, it falls to the floor, another player bats the ball, the player then picks, up, picks the ball up and begins a dribble again. Legal, because it, their dribble, their status of having dribbled already has been cleansed by the fact that a ball which they passed or fumbled has contacted another player. Notice in the rule, another player refers to any of the other nine players, four teammates and five opponents, if it touches any of them. So in our original question, Team A's backboard. A player who's terminated their dribble cannot bounce the ball off of the backboard and then go retrieve it. That would be considered a second dribble and a violation by rule. An official on the court. Remember, a, an official or a player has the status of the floor on which they stand. An official who's standing in bounds, the, the player throws the ball off the official. Sorry, ref. Retrieves the ball. This would be a violation by rule, same as off the backboard, because both the opponent's backboard and the official are considered to have the same status as the floor. So both of those actions are illegal. How about player A2, my teammate, right? He wasn't paying attention, but I just bounced, his, bounced it off his backside, go retrieve the ball, and started dribbling again. The player's status as having used a dribble is cleansed when the ball is on a pass or a fumbled ball has been touched or is touched by another player. And that would be any player, four teammates, and five opponents off of anybody. When they touch the basketball, a player can then dribble again. So our answer to this question is B, player A2. It would be legal to bounce the ball off a teammate or an opponent, retrieve the ball, and to begin a legal dribble. Question, when is it permissible for a player who has blood on his or her uniform to remain in the game while blood exists on that uniform? 
A. When an official determines the blood has not saturated the uniform. B. When medical personnel determine the blood has not saturated the uniform. C. Never. If the uniform has any amount of blood on it, it shall not be worn. D. None of the above. National Federation of High School is very clear about blood on uniforms. Any amount of blood is not allowed by rule on a player's uniform. If blood is discovered, they must leave the game until it's rectified. There are many opportunities for teams to rectify a situation where a player has blood on their uniform, a replacement jersey, etc., or one that's not worn by a teammate, or one that's worn by a teammate can be borrowed by that player. All of those are available, but blood on a uniform is not allowed by rule. So this question is pretty simple. It doesn't involve saturation of blood in the uniform, never. If the uniform has any amount of blood on it, it shall not be worn. Simple, straightforward, National Federation of High School Rules no amount of blood is allowed on a uniform. So the answer is C, never. If the uniform has any amount of blood on it, it shall not be worn. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Basketball Rules Expert Podcast. As always, we have a quiz back at the website, abetterofficial.com. There's a link in the show notes below. If this is the kind of audio content that you appreciate, do all the things. Share the podcast with other basketball officials so that they can get better as well. If you want to be a supporter of the show, you can always buy us a coffee at abetterofficial.com slash coffee. There's a link in the show notes below. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap this episode. We'll see you in the next podcast. <laughs>